Hello and welcome to UA92 Insider. Today we have a very special guest, guys, Taekwondo World Champion Bradley Sindin. At just 23 years old, Bradley has amassed many awards, including six Grand Prix medals, three European Championships, and two World Championships medals. Bradley, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm not going to lie, I'm in honour. I'm in honour. I'm in, a, I'm in an Olympia, front of an Olympia. So, Bradley, how did you get into sport? Um, so I was four years old and my mum being a single mum, my sister joined because of her mate. It was like, oh, she's going, I'm going. And then that's what it was. And I'm a very hyperactive kid. I used to climb the fireplace, used to climb everything. And then I was there kicking on the seat, stuff like that. So my coach, Martin Baker at the t time said, all right, if you can join in without misbehaving, because at the time you weren't supposed to join until like six, seven. Oh uh, yeah. So we said, if you can do it without misbehaving, probably not expecting me to it'll let me stay and that's basically where it all kicked off. So your passion came from like, as a kid, being hyperactive, climbing walls, your sister was doing it, you thought, you know what, I want to do it. You come from like a working class background, like you said, single parent. How was that for you growing up in Donny? Um, I think for me, I was, because I was, because I was very hyperactive, my mum were like, I need to get him into something. Because like I said, areas like that are not the best areas if you go down the wrong path. So mum wanted to chuck me into something straight away, get my head focused yeah. and it worked. So like I stopped for, two years between six and eight when mum had my twin brothers. But then I, I decided I wanted to actually get into it properly. And then from there, I fell in love with the sport and I knew that's what I wanted my life to be. And then from then, you actually achieved loads of accolades. So starting up to become, you had that vision of becoming a world Olympian. Starting from that journey, how did you become like where you are today? Like your journey, like the, the accolades that you've won and the, the training that your sacrifice that your parents, your mum had to make? Yeah, so like, when it was there, it was just going to local competitions and stuff like that around the country. Then I won nationals. Nationals was the first ever competition I actually won in 2009. But it was just the love of the sport. And then it came to training with different clubs. So that's what I did. I went around the country yeah. training at different clubs because NTC was probably the most I trained with the most. What's so NDEC? Nottingham Taekwondo Club. Nottingham Taekwondo Club. Yeah, so as Kings Taekwondo, that's where I always stayed with. But I went and trained with other clubs because... NTC, they had a lot of lads my size, my age, and that's who we got the best training with. And that's what we needed to become the best and want, you need to train with the best. Yeah. So train with them. I went abroad to all the competitions with them and then did a few bits here and there, but didn't have a great like junior career. But I knew I wanted to do this, so I'm going to give it everything. You, I wanted to be the person, like you said, be yeah. that world champion, be that Olympic champion. I want to be end goal. So I knew if I give it determination, I put my hard work in, it'll pay off. And then it did. I became junior European champion in 2015 and then went into the full-time GB Taekwondo in 2016. And like from like that transition from 2015 to 2016, and you had your sights on like you were a step closer to the Olympics. And like obviously due to like the world pandemic and everything, the Olympics was delayed by a year. How was that for you while you were training for you guys? Um, it was a bit of a roller coaster because so how it happened, we were training at the center and then didn't got told we weren't shut down we knew we were fine and then our boss was actually in tokyo flying back yeah. we were prepping and then we just got a email by the directors saying yep we're closed down so just straight away and we we're like oh didn't know what was happening and like everyone we all follow we were going to follow suit as a premier league saying they were only delaying the matches by two weeks we're yeah. like, oh, a two-week break we'll come back fine and then that two week turned into nine for us yeah, before we were allowed back into the centre. It's quite um, disheartening when it's like 
you're training you're training your time for this and then it happened and did you receive any like well-being support and did you were you still training whilst we're in this crisis because like you said footballers were um had that time off and that that two weeks and they were getting updated but yeah. whereas being olympian you're athletes you're training every single day and you put your like your blood sweat and tears and years into this how did that have a knock-on effect on you yeah for me i was probably one of the best and at best off and when we came back probably the best off i was quite straight back into it because Wherever people, some people didn't have anything, didn't have any equipment to train with. Some people had a, a bob, what's a kick bag. And, but me, Mason, who was a part of the team, f is from Doncaster as well. And being Doncaster, we both had clubs there. So Danny. we'd be able to get given the keys to a, a club for a, us to just train with ourselves. So, so that's, that's what we did. Yeah, so we just got the keys from his um, club coach, Kathy. And then we got to train in that gym for, I think that was for five weeks. And then that's what it was. And but the, every week our boss would ring us and be like, "Oh yeah, we'll be back next week. Back next week." And at this point, we didn't know if the Olympics yeah. what were happening because on the news it was still the Olympics going ahead. Olympics going ahead. So we had to train like it was. We couldn't be like, "Nah, it's not going ahead." But in case it did, what would happen if I didn't? And then it turned up, and I'd just be in no man's land. Because it's your, it's your first ever Olympics, and obviously when you got the call and like it actually happened, what was going through your head at the time? Um. When I actually found out, I think I thought I should have had it secured anyway. So I knew from January 2020 that I qualified the spot. But in our sport, you don't just qualify the spot. You Yeah, you qualify the spot, not the athlete. Yeah. So there was me and one other um, guy who were both both good, and but I had the better results at the time. So we knew it should go in my favour. And when it did, it's just that relief knowing, all right, it is me. Now it's go time. I need to put everything right. Yeah. And from go time, you actually were at the Olympics in Tokyo. It's such a surreal moment for you actually being there. And the, uh, the atmosphere was incredible, watching it from home, seeing all like the, in the public, the great British people sticking together. What was that for you during the, the opening day, like for the village, the opening ceremony? I think it's amazing. Well, for me, I was in a sauna watching it when I was ah. in the ceremony because I was weighing in the next day. Ah, uh, yeah. So you want to relax? Yeah. So that's how we lose our last bit of weight. Like um, our nutritionists know it's safe. So that's how we do it. But for me, I think it's just how the event, it went together. Obviously, it could would have loved it to be like a normal Olympics and how everything went, not with COVID. But what was it like with no fans there? For us, we were used to it. We had a few comps anyway. Yeah. But we were allowed our, because there were no even Japanese public, we were allowed our own, um, own teammates there. Yeah. So they gave it a bit more of an atmosphere. But for us, for me, it doesn't matter what's there. I'm going, I've got a one goal. I've got the, going there to win. Win. And, and that's what you did. Uh, obviously, you, you've won. You're an absolutely legend here, guys. If you haven't seen it already, this is the silver medal in Tokyo 2021. He was amazing. It was absolutely amazing and a surreal moment for you. And what was it like to actually hear your name say you have won an Olympic medal for your first ever Olympic Games? You were 23 at the time. Um, disappointing. <laughs> now, for me, like uh, I think if you say it to most athletes, in a, especially in a combat sport, I go there knowing I can win gold. So that's what it is. It's gold or nothing. Yeah. If you get silver, bronze, whatever, it's like you go in there for gold. And if I don't get that, I've not done my, not what I wanted. But after I, like now, I can look back on it and after you've had the time and I, I can appreciate it, appreciate what I've done in since I joined in 2016 and winning the Worlds, now silver medal. I've progressed a long way. So it was only four years, like training, officially like becoming a world champion within, you had that vision and you actually are a world champion. You're number one 
in the world for Taekwondo. And you just winning that. Let me just feel it, guys. I'm not going to lie, guys. I feel like an Olympian. Oh, my days. Look at this, guys. Oh, my days. I've got, can I wear it? Yeah, yeah. I'll wear it while I'm talking to you. I feel like an Olympian myself. It's quite heavy. Uh, and once you got this, and obviously you said you felt a bit let down. Your family had sacrifices. Your mum spent thousands. But then again, looking back at it, you said that um, your mum was upset because you were upset. Yeah, definitely. I think your parents, like, I've... I've for her, I've done what I want. She wanted me to do. I've gone. How, even if I didn't win a medal, she would have been proud. No matter what, I've stuck with it for all these years, through the hard, good times, and got to that Olympics. Like through sometimes where it wouldn't have expected me to, and to come away with a medal, and it just means that I have to win gold when she can actually come in Paris. Yes, you will. So Paris is the next step. Obviously, you've won silver, and you're a bit disheartened by it. And speaking about like we've speaking about it before, like the well-being side of it and the after effects of it. Because you were feeling a lot, you were feeling deflated and you felt like a bit down. How was that for you and your well-being? And did the Olympics step in and say, you know what? Because um, the British Olympics have one of the best in the world for like when it comes to mental health support services. What support services did you like access or did you um, not know about or knew about? I think we, we've got our psychologists if we need them. But I think for us, we're, we're a family. We're not a team, we're a family. We go through the highs and we go through the lows together. So we're all disappointed for each other because I got silver, Lauren got silver. And... Bianca got bronze, but it all happened like last seconds. We were all winning and so we were all disheartening. But I think the best part was what was going back and it was the British public. So family, I'm going back to the family. The parades. Yeah, seeing how happy our family was like and our friends, everyone was just nothing but a static for you. They, they weren't going, oh, yeah, you might could have won gold. They were like, it doesn't matter. You've done what you've done. And then the public were just so how much they got behind you and how much they messaged me on Instagram, yeah. Twitter. Everyone was just so behind us and so proud of us. And that was obviously uplifting for you. And in your own right, to us and to the UK public, you're a winner. You're number one in the world. You got silver. That is still an achievement, amazing accomplishment. I'm not gonna lie, guys. This is quite heavy. Me wearing this. What was it like when they put it on you? Like honoured. Um. Well, like I said, I was still disappointed. And at that point, that's where you can't use replaying the fight in my head. So actually, when they did put it on me, I did think, oh, this is a bit heavy, to be fair. <laughs> That's the main thing, but... And you lost a mere second, you said. Uh, and looking back at that, what would you do differently for Paris now? Because we believe you're going to win gold. We all know yeah, you're going to win. nothing. I, like, there are a few times where I got a few headshots where I didn't score, where I was unlucky. But in the end, I made one mistake, and it were a tactical mistake. And But I made that choice, and if I go back again, I might have made the choice again, and it might have I might have paid off. Yeah. Where Taekwondo is them last second situations. If they didn't exist, I wouldn't be a world champion. In my semi-finals at Worlds, I won in the last second with, with a kick to the body. It's mere seconds, like you said, it, all it takes like a tactical move, but you've worked for this since you're four. 2016, you started becoming much more trained. And within four years to achieve number one spot, four to five years, that's a massive goal in itself. You've already ticked one accolade off your box. And um, speaking about like, um, moving on to more positive stuff, Paris, 20, what is it? 24. 24. Your family can actually be there, hopefully. Um, what are your hopes for Paris 2024? Hopefully another gold and I can wear it. Yeah, exactly, gold. I think where this time, from 2016 to 2021, it was like trying to get there and proving, becoming the best, trying to be the best. And I think now it'll be, I'm already at that top level. So it'll be fun now to be like, let's see where I can get, let's see how much I can push this further. I'm not starting from the bottom, I'm up there. And now let's stay up there. Honestly, um, it's been great having you, Bradley. So, 
obviously Paris is next for you. Um, you're supporting your family now. Your mum doesn't have to make that many sacrifices. So what is next for you apart from Paris? Like, you enjoying yourself now until the Olympics? Um, so now, well, had surgery. Come back from that, hopefully I'll be back fresh from next year. And then the circuit starts again. Hopefully be we've got Europeans to win, we've got Worlds to win, and we've got that twice over. So it's just trying to dominate the field until the Olympics. And make sure guys support him. What do you want to give your Twitter to you? Bradley hit Bradley... Sindon. Yes. <laughs> Without an E. But honestly, Brad, it's been a pleasure. I absolutely love wearing this. It's been a pleasure. I wish you all the best. And like, congratulations again on winning silver. Thank you. Thanks absolutely. for having me. I know, but it is heavy, guys. Thank you, guys. I'm absolutely, I feel like I'm an Olympian.